welcome, welcome. Uh, boy, that really gets me fired up. A little pointless there for those of you wondering where that bumper music was coming from. Uh, here we are, ladies and gentlemen, the next evolution in talk radio. Uh, this is On Point with Victor. Uh, you are tuned in to America's Web Radio. And as I mentioned before, this is the next evolution in talk radio, America's Web Radio. Uh, this is just a great spot to, to, to listen to some, some different type of, uh, different type of radio and, and different type of talk. Uh, this is on point with Victor. So I am Victor Armandares and that is Victor Armandares for you, uh, Spanish speaking folks out there. Uh, that is A-R-M-E-N-D-A-R-I-Z. For those of you who want to look me up, uh, look me up on Facebook. In fact, Today, we, and this is a test mode, we are uh, testing with Facebook Live. So if you're out there and you want to see <laughs> me in action, which, uh, look, folks, I, I've, I've pretty much got a face for radio. So uh, um, if I can get my chair to uh, rise up a little bit, I will be within the camera reach. <laughs> and uh, you can tune in and, and see me live on Facebook. We're going to be testing that today. So at any moment, uh, you may see us go live with facebook and you can also go to youtube and if you go to youtube and uh, just type in america's web radio live uh, we're live streaming there so you can see me there as well and again i you know fair warning (laughs) i may not be the best thing to look at but uh i don't mind if you do uh but again you're tuned into on point with victor victor armandaris look me up facebook uh twitter uh, Radio Victor uh, at Twitter. I'm uh, on Instagram, Radio Victor as well. Uh, I encourage you to look me up. I encourage you to follow me, not because I want to build numbers and say, hey, I got a lot of followers. Uh, I want you to follow me because I want you to hear what I have to say and I want to hear what you have to say. I want to know what you think. Uh, so by following me, it gives you a great opportunity to uh, reach out to me. Uh, let me know when you challenge me. Let me know when you disagree. Uh, I want to hear from you. That way, I know how good of a job I'm doing. Uh, America's Web Radio knows what a good uh, host they brought in when the more and more people t- t- chime in. So, uh, no, no, in all seriousness, folks, I, I want to hear from you because I, I realize that not everyone out there is going to agree with me. And you shouldn't agree with me just based on what I say. You should always, always do some research. Now, I will also tell you, if your research involves... CNN, MSNBC, ABC, NBC, CBS, and that's the only place you're going, or uh, the Washington Post or the New York Times. If these are your only sources, then uh, then you really, really do need to listen to my show. So uh, glad you're tuned in. Um, you you can do lots of research, folks, and and you can find numbers. You can find all all kinds of things, and you should be looking for alternative views if you're stuck in your own view that means you're going to be or at least one view if you if you're if you're a follower let me put it this way if you're a blind follower which means you'll just hear what you want to hear or you just soak in what cnn msnbc abc cbs nbc npr if you're just soaking in what those guys are telling you uh, then you become a follower and then if you're a voter you become married to a letter whether that be a letter D or a letter L or a letter R. And once you do that, you give up your power. You give up any voting power you have. Now, those of you who tuned into my show a week or so ago, uh, I went into a whole or half a show talking about the power of your vote. Um, So 
I'm just just to recap and touch on that again. You have all the power in the world in this country with your vote. And for those of you out there running around saying that uh, your vote doesn't count, you're sadly, sadly, sadly mistaken. Because for every person out there that says my vote doesn't count, there's a millennial or a college uh, student out there with a head full of mush that is going to vote, possibly, and they're going to vote for this socialism that's being rammed down their throat. Uh, so, uh, you know, it's imperative, imperative, imperative that, uh, that, that you guys understand that when you give up your vote, you're letting someone else speak for you. So think about it. Do you want someone else, uh, a millennial, a college student who's in college soaking up liberal garbage and soaking up socialism garbage, do you want those people speaking for you? Because when you don't vote and they vote, then they're speaking for you. Uh, I got news for you. And for those of you in Colorado... Uh, for those of you in, uh, let's see, what was that? Gosh, I, I think Delaware and, and any other state that is talking about, uh, saying, you know, screw you state voters, we're going to go with a popular vote. Then you're really about to lose your voice, but that's a whole nother topic. Um, I, but I, I just can't stress enough. Uh, if you're out there and you're sitting, you're saying, Hey, I, I, I'm not going to vote. Or my vote doesn't count. There's somebody out there that's going to go vote for socialism. And if you're a part-time voter or if you're sitting on the sidelines but you're enjoying the capitalism that we enjoy in this country, if you're enjoying the fact that we are record unemployment right now, if you're enjoying the fact that there are more jobs than people to take them right now, if you're enjoying the fact that we have the lowest Hispanic unemployment on record right now, if you're enjoying that we have the lowest black unemployment in history right now, if you're enjoying that women unemployment is about at historic lows, then that's capitalism. That's the United States. That's how we're living right now. Those statistics I just gave out are today's statistics. Those are the Trump economy statistics. And that's happening today. And if you don't vote and we switch directions back to the winds of socialism, or you stand by on the sidelines and you let um, some college smo go out there and vote for his... I want everything for free. Then where do you think this economy is going to go? Because it's not because <laughs> it's not going to go to uh, this helping this economy. It's not going to go to continuing the road we're on. Um, not saying that everything that's happening right now is is perfect, but it's a heck of a lot better than the last eight years that we went through, where uh, we had rising unemployment and rising regulation, rising taxes. A complete takeover of the healthcare system. Uh, I could go on and on. Uh, a detrimental effect to the coal industry in Virginia and West Virginia. Um, gas prices because we were trying to to restrict the use of fuel and fossil fuels. Uh, you know, we can go back to that, folks. But do you really want to? Do you really want to? That's what you got to ask yourself. Um, so. You know, lots of things to get into today, uh, but I definitely wanted to to 
touch base about your vote because it means it means a whole lot. And when you don't vote, you're not only hurting yourself, you're hurting me, you're hurting well, let's let me let me rephrase that. It depends on how you vote, I guess. Now, if you're out there sitting around and you're you're eating up this socialism and you want everything for free and you want to sit on your derriere and have someone else give you things for free, well, then you just stay right there. <laughs> we don't want you to vote. You know, you should have uh, at least some sense of history uh, to vote. And, and, boy, that could get into a whole lot of things there <laughs> with with putting requirements on voting. Uh, you realize, Victor, they're not listening to you anyway. Those people aren't. <laughs> well, the smart ones that vote and are conservative and appreciate what you're talking about are mm-hmm. listening. The ones that are asleep on their mommy and daddy's couch, <laughs> they ain't listening. Well, you know, Producer Dave, you make a very good point. Unfortunately, I probably am, pre- for the most part, preaching to the choir. Uh, because most of you good folks out there, you, you can't wait to vote. And, uh, and there are a lot of, uh, and in today, especially in the last, uh, you know, in the eight years of Obama, every year it went up on how many millennials or, or kids. And, and under Obama, at 28, you were still considered a kid. And uh, you're living in the basements, or they're living in the basements of their parents. Uh, more and more and more of that was happening. And, and uh, you know, when there are no jobs to be had or, or you're taught that uh, you just – you don't need to care. Things need to be for free, and um, you're owed things or you're entitled. Well, then that's what happens. You think uh, Joe Schmo next to you should do all the work. You know, speaking of uh, college kids and, and people living in their basements, parents' basements, I saw an awesome – there's a great video uh, out there right now. If you you guys, I, I, I highly recommend you go look it up uh, on YouTube. There is a video out there that is, uh, oh, it's Campus Reform, the Campus Reform guys. They put a video out, and they went on college campuses, and they interviewed uh, students. And, and this is one of the greatest things. You know, I... I had to laugh when I saw it because I've been on this train for quite a while. Those of you have, are, who are veteran listeners, you've heard me talk about this before. Uh, if college students love socialism so much, then we should start enacting that in the colleges. And, and not that they haven't enacted it because they're restricting free speech every day on college campuses. But we need to enact socialism on the grading scale. Um, I used to go on and on about how we need to go into the classrooms and if 10 students have 4.0s and 30 students have 2.8s and 60 students have 1.0s then we need to share the wealth we need it's not fair that the top 10% or the top 1% have 4.0s it's just not fair uh, the other guys don't they work hard too? Don't they deserve it? Don't they deserve more than a 1.0? So why don't we institute some socialism there and let's share the grade wealth. Let's knock off a point or two from the 4.0s and let's give it to the 1.0s. In fact, if you're 1.0, they deserve probably at least two points. So let's, let's drop the four point to two points and then the one point to three points. Uh, and then if you're in the middle, you, maybe you get a point or a point and a half. So basically what we get to is sooner or later everybody's going to be sitting at around 2.5 or 3.0 grade point average. Then we can all be happy together. How do you think that's going to fly on college campuses? Well, 
It just so happens you can go to YouTube and search Campus Reform and watch the video. Uh, he did a video, and uh, he went out, This the guy who runs Campus Reform, and he interviewed some students on local and, and colleges all around the country. <laughs> and it is hilarious because first he goes through and he asks these students, let, you know, let's do you support socialism? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he asks, uh, what do you prefer, capitalism or socialism? Every one of them, socialism, socialism, socialism. And then he started getting into a little bit more, well, what about people with income and you earn? And he got into some questions like that. So ponder those questions for a moment. We're going to take our first break, and then when we come back, I'm going to get into this a little bit more. You stay right there. You're listening to America's Web Radio. We'll be right back. Get your pen and paper ready. If there's a move in your near future, I'm here to tell you that the folks I used and now recommend is around town movers. Timothy and the guys recently moved me, and I am and was totally satisfied with a sometimes not-so-fun experience moving. Call Timothy at 770-378-4708 and make it a good move and a good experience. Around town movers for that local or cross-country move. Timothy, around town movers, in my opinion, are the best. That's around town movers. Call them. Perhaps you are struggling to cope with the disease of addiction. If not, You probably know a family member or friend that needs help in battling the cravings and the personal and professional damage done by the effects of drugs or alcohol. Get a pen and paper and be ready to write down the following. These are the issues that the trained staff at the Atlanta Healing Center address and treat every day. Their doctors and counselors with over 40 years of practice in the field of addiction can treat the suffering individual in a thoughtful, compassionate, and experienced manner and guide him or her along the path to recovery. So call 770-696-9862 and speak to a knowledgeable staff member about how you or your loved one can be helped to enjoy a better and healthier life. More information is also available on the website at www.AtlantaHealingCenter.com. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. And welcome back to the next evolution in talk radio. This is America's Web Radio. You're listening to Victor Armendariz. This is On Point with Victor. And again, Spanish-speaking folks out there, Victor Armendariz. That's it. Say it with me, Armendariz. <laughs> Producer Dave's looking at me like I'm crazy. <laughs> so, so look me up. Find me on uh, Facebook. In fact... Folks, we are Facebook Live right now, and, and it's actually working. I, I actually, uh, apparently someone saw some money fall in my lap, and the question was, am I taking a payoff? <laughs> well, that was just producer Dave giving me a payoff. <laughs> so we are live on Facebook. So this is kind of fun. So if you're on there, send me a comment. You can, you can hit me up live right now. Uh, don't be mean. You can be nice. Ah, you can be whatever you want, but I prefer you not to be mean because if you are mean, I'm probably going to ignore you. I, I don't mind you disagreeing with me and challenging me, but we have to do it on a civil level. I, I have a lot of Facebook friends that are that are liberal or, or they 
they think the liberal way. Uh, I think they just don't understand socialism. Of course, any of them listening right now are probably um, yelling at their computers uh, or their streaming because uh, – you know, let's face it. The a lot of liberalism involves elitism, and elite, elitism involves academics. And academics think they're smarter than everyone. Now, I'm not telling my listeners out there that you all think you're smarter than everyone, but uh, but let's face it. Um, a lot of you do get a little mad when I refer to liberals as as not thinking clearly or or not knowing what they think they know. Uh, and that's just a fact. And, and I'm, you know what? Hey, there, there are conservatives out there that they don't know what they don't know. And, uh, some of them don't know what they think they know either. Uh, but there's a lot of that that, that goes on. And I, I understand. And what, what everybody I wish would understand is with liberalism and progressivism, you have, your everything is based on emotions. And when you base things on emotions, you leave out common sense and you leave out logic and you, you just, you leave out facts. Facts just don't matter with progressive, progressivism and, and, and liberalism and, and today's Democrat party. And, and what I mean by that is today's Democrat party will pick and choose facts. They, in fact, let me give you an example that's happening right now. The Mueller investigation, we all know that ended, and we all know that there was no Russia collusion. Mueller himself said no Russia collusion, so the summary went out, no Russia collusion. So by law, Attorney General Barr cannot release the report. A special counsel report by law cannot be released to the public willy-nilly. It cannot be just released to all the congressmen or women. Um and why is that, you ask? Why is that? Well, if you think back and look back in history and during the uh, 90s, the Clinton years, when Clinton was impeached, well, before that happened, there was a special counsel appointed to find out uh, what, what went on with, with the perjury and, and the things he was accused of. And that special counsel did his job, did everything. Well, that pissed off the Democrats back then. So the Democrats passed a law that said – a, a report by any special counsel going forward cannot be just handed over to the House, to the Senate, or to the public. That it had to go through the Attorney General's office. It had to be protected. Any, any, uh, grand jury had to be protected. Any witness had to be protected. Uh, any witness's testimony had to be protected. These people have the right to, to not be known. Um, doesn't mean the facts of the case aren't going to come out. It doesn't mean the findings can't come out and be released. But it does mean that people in there, that they testified on the basis of being protected, of their identities being protected. So that is the truth of the matter. And back in the 90s, the Democrats put that law in place about the special counsel not being able to, well, the attorney general not being able to release the special counsel report. So fast forward to today. Now you've got Adam Shiftless Shift, and I said Shiftless, uh, Shift, Pencil Neck. Uh, he and uh, along with Nadler and, uh, and other Democrats of that ilk are demanding that Barr break the law and release this report. Privacy be damned. That is what these Democrats are saying today. Privacy be damned. They are trying to get the attorney general to break the law. Now, look, Bob, um, Attorney General Barr is a smart guy. 
He's not going to break the law just because the Democrats are whining and crying and screaming and kicking and you name it. Uh, so he he's going to do his job. He's not going to release it and break the law. He will redact. He will protect the identities in the grand juries and the witnesses and the testimonies. And then he will release it. He's already said he will release it. No one has said they wouldn't re- that he won't that he wouldn't release it. Even President Trump has called for him to release once he's done the proper vetting and proper uh, redaction. So this is what I mean about Democrats picking and choosing what they want when it comes to facts and when they let emotions rule the day because they're getting out there and they're just lying to your face. Uh, so we have to have to be able to stand up as a voter, whether you're a Democrat or a Republican, and understand when one party is is drastically getting something wrong, and especially when we have history on our side. Like I said, don't take my word for it. Go look up in the 90s when we had a special counsel that was investigating the Clinton administration, and when that report came down, and when the Democrats then changed the, the law and said that report cannot be released, not until the attorney general does his due diligence. Uh, so it's by law, and that's a Democrat law that was passed back then. So now they're trying to pretend like that never happened. And, you know, one reason they get away with this stuff, folks, is because too many of us, too many, especially students, aren't learning history or forget history. But way, way, way too much, and this goes back to my whole argument against government education, is when government runs education, they can pretty much dictate what's being educated and dictate what the teachers educate. And this history is being left out. All kinds of history of the United States is being left out. The 90s wasn't that long ago. I mean, it may sound like it was that long ago. and technology, it might have been that long ago. But we can easily go back and look. And you just look at the difference. You look at the special counsel and listen. Look up videos. You can find videos all over YouTube of what Democrats were saying about the special counsel back then when they were investigating a Democrat administration. And then compare that to what they're saying today about the uh, investigation that Bob Mueller had. It's striking. And, and again, this is why they earned the nickname that I've given them, Hippocrats. The Hippocrat Party, they earn it every day. They earn that name every day. Um, and again, just go look for videos and see what they were saying about the special counsel back then when it was a Democrat administration being uh, investigated versus today when they are controlling things and they're investigating a Republican administration, uh, one that they want to throw out because they can't accept that Hillary Clinton lost the presidential election. So I, I'm telling you, you'll be astonished. And if you're a Democrat voter and you can't see the hypocrisy, then you're just lying to yourself. And and again, when you start doing that, you're a pawn. You're not a voter. You're you're not you're not a voter that's being taken seriously by the Democrat Party. You become a pawn that's being used by the Democrat Party. So if you enjoy being a useful idiot, uh, and I'm sorry, folks, that's what it is. When you blindly give a political party your vote. Or when you stand and you see that that a political party is lying to you or they're being hypocritical and you still give them your blind vote, then you're a useful idiot. There's there's a reason that that term exists. Uh, so I I could go on on and on about examples of, of hypocrites. And, and look, it, it happens with the establishment Republicans as well, uh, but not nearly as much as it does on the Democrat Party today. Uh, again, I just use the example of the of the special counsel. 
look at how the Republicans treated the special counsel investigating a Republican administration. None of them would go against it. All of them said Mueller needs to be left alone. I mean, come on. We had a couple of Republican senators that wanted to pass a ridiculous law saying that a special counsel can't be fired. That's ridiculous because that falls under the executive branch, and so that's the legislative branch that was trying to interfere and take power over the executive branch. Uh, so that's a whole other discussion, but that happened. So you had Republicans that weren't trying to stop the Mueller investigation. They were encouraging it and protecting it. And then you go back, like I said, in history in the 90s and just look how the, the Democrats were reacting, how they acted when it was a Democrat being investigated. Uh, so it, the hypocrisy knows no bounds. Uh, in, in the words, in fact, of one of my favorite movies uh, and characters, Doc Holliday, uh, my hypocrisy knows no bounds. Uh, or well, I probably got that wrong. I'm going to have to refer to some of my friends for movie lines. Uh, but you get the point, especially if you've seen the movie. Um, so uh, just just that's what I want you guys to think about today. Is, is this hypocrisy and stop being married to a political party? I, I, I know I jump around a little bit and I, and I, I harp on this a lot, but, but we have to. You know, this is, this is, this is something that is just too serious to let go by the wayside. Um, when you have someone like Adam Schiff who is lying to you every day, I mean, this morning Adam Schiff was on the news and he said, that the House voted 420 to zero to release the Mueller report. They did no such thing, and he knows it. They voted to ha- to basically say that the 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 Mueller report could be released to the public, not to Congress, and not to you know the way Shift was being shifty shifty with his words. And he knows that, but he also knows there's a lot of people out there who just aren't going to do their research who, who or they're just not keeping up with everything and they just get their drive-by news and or, or, you know what i mean by that is you you just get the headlines you're a headline guy and and so adam Schiff knows if he throws out a, a headline out there or if he throws something out there that that catches attention who's going to read past the one line who's going to read the past the one-liner uh, there's a lot of people that won't so when he says the House voted 420 to zero to give the Mueller report to the Congress, that's just an outright lie. And again, you can look that up and you can verify it for yourself. So uh, don't take my word for it, folks. Get out there. So again, uh, ladies and gentlemen, we are live on Facebook. This is the first day we're doing this. This is great. Uh, I look great, if I do say so myself. Uh, so okay, I'm getting looked at again by the producers over here but uh look folks we're going to go to our next break you hang right there i'm going to have a very special guest who's going to join us in the next segment and uh we, we've got some great news coming that uh, she's going to get into so we'll be right back on the other side of this break you stay right there perhaps you are struggling to cope with the disease of addiction if not You probably know a family member or friend that needs help in battling the cravings and the personal and professional damage done by the effects of drugs or alcohol. Get a pen and paper and be ready to write down the following. These are the issues that the trained staff at the Atlanta Healing Center address and treat every day. Their doctors and counselors with over 40 years of practice in the field of addiction can treat the suffering individual in a thoughtful, compassionate, and experienced manner and guide him or her along the path to recovery. 
So call 770-696-9862 and speak to a knowledgeable staff member about how you or your loved one can be helped to enjoy a better and healthier life. More information is also available on the website at www.AtlantaHealingCenter.com. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. And welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. And again, I'm just giddy. If you're watching me, I was uh, rocking there to uh, Pointless. Uh, and you can send me uh, any requests uh, for more of Pointless. And yes, it's a shameless plug. I can't help myself. Uh, look, you're listening to On Point with Victor. I am Victor Armanderas. And I have with me on the phone, as we go to the phones, Lucretia Hughes. Are you there? Yes, I am here. How are you doing, Victor? Oh, I am doing great. So, Lucresa, can you take a second? Let's let the uh, listeners out there, let's give them a little uh, background on Lucretia. Um, a little background. Me and Victor actually go a couple of years now. I've known you. I met you on the Greg Howard Show. And you know what? To me, you, you're like a really great friend. Just one of those people like, hey, miss you. But hopefully in the future, we'll be doing a lot of endeavors together. Oh, without a doubt. And and absolutely, Rakesha, I, I consider you an, an awesome friend. You have been one of the, just one of those people that you meet, and it's an instant connection. And uh, you, you are so awesome, and I think my listeners are going to just absolutely feel the same about you. Uh, and I, I hope I know you. Uh, you also do a show, uh, Lucretia. You want to tell everybody about it real quick? Um, I do a show um, Monday, Tuesdays, and Thursdays, three times a day. Um, my nightly show is on the Range Broadcast on Facebook, YouTube, iHeart. But it's um, from five to seven, and I come back on at nine uh, on my own show on Facebook and YouTube. And then I do what we call Resistant Radio Two. It's uh, um, I call it Four Hill Billies and a Black Chick. So we, we talk about current events, what's going on in the news and also in politics, but that's my passion. That's awesome. Did I hear you say resistance? I know you're not part of the resistance. Honor, please. Everybody better wake up start paying attention. <laughs> you know, Lucrecia, you're absolutely right. Uh, you know, I, I, I want to get into some of that. And, and again, just so, so people will understand, um, they, you know, most of the listeners out there, they, they know I'm Hispanic. And I just want them to know that, that yes, Lucretia happens to be a black lady who is not afraid to wear her Trump shirt or her Make America Great Again hat, or you're just not afraid to put it on your sleeve. What are you talking about? (laughs) Exactly. So, but, but tell, I mean, you're, you're not afraid at all, Lucretia, are you, to go out anywhere and, and, and wear, uh, let's just say Trumpism on the sleeve? No, I'm not. Why Why should I be ashamed of what I believe in? Why should I hide my faith or my belief? Because you don't like it. I'm sorry, I wasn't created to step uh, tiptoe around people. Oh, amen to that. So, I, you know, it, it's, it's just amazing. It, it is amazing to me how uh, just the other day I was listening to 
there was a uh, gosh, it was kind of a forum, and I'm not sure if you knew about this was going on, Lucretia, but at the Apollo Theater, they had uh, Al Sharpton and uh, you name it. If if they were a uh, a black Democrat, they had them on this forum. Although there was a couple of of conservatives. Uh, in fact, I think Sonny Johnson was there. Who um, those of you who aren't familiar, Sonny Johnson is a, a radio host on Sirius. Uh, awesome lady as well. Uh, but Lucretia, I, I, I was just amazed. It, it was painful to listen, but you know, I try to listen to the other side just so I know what we're up against or I get reminded what we're up against. Uh, but I, the, 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 for lack of a better term, the crap that will come out of Al Sharpton's mouth as he looked at this audience and told them that Trump was the devil. That Trump was uh, going to put them basically Biden lines of uh, if you don't if you want to go back to change this is you know we're we're the the stuff he was telling them that the Trump administration was going to do to them but yet all the evidence is I mean lowest black unemployment in history economy on fire all the good things that happened weren't talked I think about he's going through midlife crisis because that's the only thing he could think about he's thinking about the heyday when they had to travel 25 miles to the nearest school it, that's the only thing that makes him important is a civil rights you can't knock him for it but dang how long ago was that let it go bro <laughs> you are the one that cannot let racism go I'm not saying there's not racist people out there but just because you don't you disagree with what I have to say there's two other terms you need to come in contact with. That's being prejudiced and bigot. Okay? I think I'm superior with dumbass people. That's just me. I'm prejudiced because I prefer to stay off and around dumbass people. And you know what? If you want to call me a bigot, because I just don't like dumbass people. And I like to keep it that way. You know, Lucretia, I am 100% with you. And let me tell you, I've been called uh, a light brown or not brown enough or, I mean, it's, it's ridiculous what liberals who are supposed to be compassionate people, open-minded people, they're supposed to believe all these wonderful things, but yet I haven't experienced that. And, and, uh, and just what you've talked about just now, I mean, the vitriol that'll come out of a liberal. Uh, towards someone like you or someone like me. Okay, so how do I act black enough? <laughs> I'm trying to figure that out. How did? When did I stop acting black? <laughs> I mean, do you know how to not act black? I mean, isn't that... I don't know any other way because I call myself country ghetto. <laughs> I was raised in the country, but I can get ghetto on you at the same time. <laughs> and, and I have seen Laquisha go ghetto. <laughs> you do not want to be on the end of that. <laughs> no, I, I don't understand this. You know what? It's not. It's not what they call you. It's what you answer by. And oh. once they got to the point where if that's all you got to say, then you're you're wasting my time. And my energy can be focused on something else than to argue with dumbass people. Oh, uh, you, you you just hit that's it on my the... favorite word. <laughs> I would say dumb masses, but we we talking about individuals now. You mm-hmm. can't put everybody in a broad group. You can't generalize everybody. So now I had to just like. Yeah. Well, you're absolutely right. And, and, and I tell you, I, you know, I was very lucky. I, I consider myself very lucky growing up with a, with a dad who, who constantly told me, I don't care where you're from or, or I don't care how brown you are or it doesn't matter which language you're speaking, whether it's Spanish or English. Uh, he goes, none of that matters. What matters is your education. What matters is what you think of yourself. And what matters is exactly what you said, Lucretia, what you answer to. And, and he always told us, 
always has grown up to me, my brothers and my sisters, always said, none of that matters. Your education matters and what you do with your life matters. And if somebody gets in your way, you go around them. You go over them. You go under them. But never can they stop you. Not in the United States of America. He said, no one can stop you with words. And, and Lucrecia, that's what we're up against is, is words. And you're absolutely right. You are what you answer to. But wait a minute. You called me too many words. I'm coming after you. I'm, I, I love to snap back. Call me Trump light. Don't go too far. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> no, you know what? I don't turn the other cheek. Absolutely. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and if you do, you're going to turn both of them at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because all four are chased after all the stuff we've been called, the stuff that we have seen, the stuff we've been warning people about for years. Now it's kind of being vindicated because it's coming true. But we've been through the fire. A lot of us have. It just made us tougher. And we're not going to sit by and idly watch our nation, you know, be sold away. Yeah. And and that's true. And, you know, Lucretia, I have a theory. Um, and, and see if you agree. Or actually, I'd like you to chime in on this theory. But I think the Democrat Party doesn't ever, ever, ever want to – first of all, I don't think they want to solve any problems. Uh, but but especially when it comes to race relations, I think the Democrat Party wants to f- at least kindle the flame of race relations. They They want to continue to divide. If you look at eight years under Obama, Obama had a great chance – to really, really, really stand up and say, okay, look, black folk, look what I've gotten to and look what I've accomplished. You can accomplish it. You in Harlem can accomplish it. You in Chicago can accomplish it. But I think the Democrat Party, if if race relations ever went away, if race baiting ever went away, how would they then go after and, and, and put someone on a plantation to, to always get their votes? Um, well, hate sales. That's just yeah. the way it is. You will hurry up and do a rubberneck for a wreck, but you ain't gonna pretty much stop to pick the re- uh, roses or the daisies. Hate sale. But you gotta look past that hate. And that is what the Democrat Party is. Obama, you do not have a damn clue what it means to be black in America. So let's not get on that. Because he didn't step foot over here until he was 18 years old. So I, I'm, I'm sick of that thing. Now, when you talk about race relations, not only he did that, he divided society when it came to cops. I've never in my life saw somebody that did not protect our, our military not protect our police officers. He didn't stand up there and do a beer summit. Really? A beer summit. Mm. But when it was being targeted on the street, you didn't step up to even try to say anything about it. But you did have Black Lives Matter there. So the, the race relations is ridiculous. But you've got to understand, you are a Generation X. We are in the midst of one of the greatest generations of our past and watching what's going on now and being disgusted because we let it get too far. Oh, we let it get too far, and and we too many times or too often we sit back and and we don't stand up, or we allow the Democrats or progressives or or the Hippocrat left, we allow them to set the narrative, and and whenever they put out these narratives and we don't start standing up to it, but we accept it, even when when we say, well. Yeah, let's take for instance the 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 whole climate change debacle. If 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 we accept part of that narrative, which which too many Republicans do, oh well, yeah, there's global warming, uh, but 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 then they go on. We're not attacking that narrative. We're letting the narrative stand, and that's the same thing that happens with race relations, is it not? 
I, I don't know. I don't go outside looking for racism. My fiance is a white guy. My <laughs> grandchildren are mixed. My grandfather and grandmother was the first interracial couple of Jackson County, Georgia. I don't know what the hell you talk about. <sighs> I'm sorry. I don't see racism when I walk out my front door because I'm not looking for it. See, and maybe that's because my paradigm has shifted. I mm -hmm. used to be that ugly, bitter person a very long time ago, but I'm not now. Maybe being a grandmother, it puts your life in perspective. And I have seven offsprings to, to I have to answer to, and I'm talking about my grandchildren. So I'm not looking at society as a whole right now. I'm looking at the legacy that is my duty to leave my next generation. Now, Lucretia, you do not look old enough to have seven grandkids. Yeah. Well, two daughters haven't got started. I only have four kids. Blame the boys. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> well, you know, but you're absolutely right. That is the difference, I think, Lucretia, and how, how the light that you saw or, or, or that paradigm shift that you mentioned. Um, I went through the same thing, and a lot of it was definitely, definitely the influence that my father had on me. Uh, you know, I remember a time when I was – I couldn't have been – Gosh, I bet I was eight or nine years old, and I heard the first person refer to my father as a wetback, and and my father laughed it off, and and I don't remember what he called him back, but but you know they 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 were they ended up joking about it, and it was because of the way my father handled it. And later on, I asked, you know, what 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 a wetback is, and and you know, and he told me and everything, and he, and then again he told me those are words. Words aren't going to do anything. Don't don't let those words hold you back, and and don't let those words turn into anger. Because anger is going to turn into a just an ugly person. And so you're right so much, Lucretia, when you talk about how your paradigm shift. And instead of being an angry black lady, you became an accepting, welcoming. I'm not going to judge anyone by their color or creed. You judge people by oh, their character. Oh, she's still in there. Don't push her. <laughs> I'm just saying. She, need, she can come out when she needs to. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but you know what I'm talking about because... You know, I, I'm the same way. I, I, you can't judge people right away by, uh, by the color or, uh, of their skin. Uh, I mean, you should judge people. You can call us naive like that, but that's just the way we was raised. We didn't. We weren't raised to look over our shoulder. Most of us had uh, friends of every walk of life. All of us did. So mm -hmm. now, when we're seeing it, and it was like, wait a minute, your homie is. Yeah, but don't say nothing about it. It's, it's not a narrative on the whole, and you got to keep remembering that they on the news broadcast they never go interview the guy with the tuxedo on. It's the one that can make sound effects, and that's in every community. It seems like the worst of that community speaks for everybody as a whole, and we're seeing it on oh, a grander scale. You are one hundred percent right about that. Um, and, and that's what I mean is, is it, we, we need to get individualism back. You know, I talk on, on my show a lot about individualism. Um, we need to get that back because we need to not be afraid to stand up like you do, like I do. When, I, when I'm in the – I go to some Hispanic events, and, and, and a lot of them are political, and I'll, I'll stand out like a sore thumb because I, I usually am one of the few conservatives or libertarian conservatives there. Uh, but I won't hide it. And when people challenge me, I will definitely, definitely stand up and take up for really? my I'm beliefs. A, I'm a Tea Party president and a GRA, a LRA. I'm on the uh, board. You know, I nominate the board for the NRA. I'm like, yo, where the rest of the black folks at? Hey. Oh, amen to that. Seriously? Lucretia, we're gonna. Well, I want to touch on that when we come back. I've, we got to go to a break, so you hold on right there, Lucretia. Folks, you hold on. We will be right back after this break. You're listening to America's Web Radio.
This is Dr. Susan Blank, host of Detailing Addiction and medical director of the Atlanta Healing Center. Please join me on Tuesday afternoons at 4 p.m. On the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Cook Immigration Partners is your passport through the immigration maze. Whether it's help with e-verify in your business or help in how to document a new employee under the new I-9 rules or if you marry a foreign national, Cook Immigration Partners is your best choice for a legal advocate. Call us today at 866-286-6200. That's 866-286-6200 or visit us on the web at www.immigration.net. Hello, I'm Dr. Mike Karuchak. Have you ever wondered what doctors talk about amongst themselves? If you do, join us on the Doctor's Lounge and hear the doctors' conversations amongst themselves. Join me and my co-host, Dr. Hal Schertz, every Thursday morning, 8 to 9 a.m. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. You are listening to America's Web Radio. This is On Point with Victor, the next evolution in America's talk, uh, in America's talk radio, in talk radio, America's Web Radio. Uh, I am on the phone with Lucretia Hughes, if you're just turn, tuning in. Uh, Lucretia, uh, let, let's talk about where we left off there, about about standing up and and. and being proud and 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 you mentioned you're you're ahead of a tea party you're on the nra board you're on different these different things and you look around and you go where are the black folk at and and a lot of times i do the same where are the hispanic folk at what do we need to do lucrece to get more and more people to to understand that they can't they need to stop being afraid to come out because i know there are more of us out there than than uh, than we know about uh-oh did i lose you look did we lose Laquisha? Stand by, folks. We may have a little technical difficulties here. Um, let me see. Laquisha, are you there? Yes, I'm here. Oh, perfect. There you are. Excellent, excellent. <laughs> so, <laughs> sorry about that. Um, no, you're fine. So, what we can do. We can only witness the people. We can't browbeat them to death. We can't do anything. You can't nag them to death. But you can get out there and be an example, and that's what I choose to do. I, I, you know, if I'm going to walk that walk and talk it at the same time, then I'm going to have to have proof to show the people. If I could do it, what's your problem? If a woman had four kids before she was 20 years old, and if I can do it now at 44, what's your problem? Why are you giving up? Oh, amen to that. And that's the thing. People have got to stop giving up. You know, Lucretia, earlier in the show, I was talking about how powerful vote voting is. And when people give me this business of my vote doesn't count and all that, that's giving up. And, and when, and when they give up their vote and then you give up your individuality, uh, you can't, I guess at that point, Lucretia, they just can't complain anymore. And, and, and I, I bet you're like me. You get tired of hearing it. Yeah, I'm, I'm sick of the defeatist attitude. I am so sick of, I can't do it. I'm just one person. I can guarantee you they can't stop us off. If that one person goes to another person, that makes two. And it multiplies. So if you're going to give up your freedom, then go ahead and, and, and do you. But I'm not. I have a lot to fight for. But first, got to figure out why you're fighting, what mm. you're mad at, and uh, what you're passionate about. You know what, Laquisha? That's I. I don't think I've ever heard it better. Better said than what you just said. What are you mad at? 
And and that's, you know, let's get down to that. Ask yourself, why are you so angry? And then move on, because I venture to say that there's so many angry <laughs> Democrats and leftists out there. If they just reflect and figure it out, they're going to come to the libertarian and the conservative and the Tea Party side. You know what I'm angry about? I'm angry about murder. I'm angry that the United States of America decided to put a, mur- a legal murder bill on law. I am sick of people not taking up for our veterans, for our elderly, for our homeless and our children. There's a lot to be pissed off about. And then on top of that, you want to get rid of the Constitution, you're attacking the Bill of Rights, and you're attacking free speech and the Second Amendment. There's a lot of stuff to get pissed off about. And stop being distracted. You're not a squirrel. There you go. That's it. Stop being distracted by these little things that that the that a, a certain hypocrite party tells you is important, such as oh you can't get anywhere because of this, that, and the other. No, you should get angry about the very things that 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 you, Laquisha, just mentioned, uh, along with with all the 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 states now that are trying to do away the, with the electoral college with a yeah. a Democrat party. Who was telling people that, oh, we need to go with a popular vote. We need to get, we need to allow the city of LA and the city of New York to basically set the notion and the direction of this country. No one else, you know, everyone else's voice be damned. Uh, I mean, actually, they've already been doing that. If all these things, especially when the, when this all started coming out and who wrote the book on demolishing or demolishing electoral college, it all came from California. It all mentored that way. And if you look at the politicians of today, they're trying to mimic California on a global scale or on a nationwide scale. So oh. Let's not even get on the U.N. And then let's not get on Agenda 2030 and Agenda 21. There's so many different directions that we can see and say, this is what's happening. Where have you been and why are you just now paying attention? But thank you that you are. Absolutely. And yeah, don't get me started on the UN. I think we need to kick them out. Uh, but, but that, there, there's so much that, that we need to continue to do. And, the, and there is a, a, a fight, for lack of a better word, that's ahead of us, uh, going into 2020. You know, Lucretia, real quick, um, as we're, we're, I don't want to run out of time before we give you a chance to talk about a certain event that's coming up. <laughs> Thank you, Victor, for actually being one of the speakers. I'm, I'm doing a third annual rally. It's um, tax day, April 15th from 11 to 4. There are 33 speakers nonstop going, and it's the rally that is going to be um, supporting God, family, country, and Trump. And that's why I titled it Get Right Rally, because we need to get back right, back to the core foundations of our nation. And without those four, we don't have it. If you don't have God, if you don't have family, if you don't have a country, we ain't got Trump. So what they tell you right now, we have a reprieve when it comes to the destruction from within and what the Democrat and the leftist and the progressive had planned for us. It's time for the people to unite together and come together and celebrate that, hey, we're watching you. We are coming together to unite and network and go home energized and get ready for the 2020 because that's a fight. Oh, it's going to be funny because they're crazy. It, <laughs> they're absolutely crazy, and it is going to be a fight. So that is April fifteenth from eleven to four, and it's going to be at the state capitol. Yes, it is. It's at the Liberty Plaza. To Liberty Plaza in the state of Georgia. Uh, so if you're in Georgia, donations because if people coming, I want to be able to feed y'all hot dogs and refreshment. 
you know what? I, this is the third annual, and I'm just surprised. We got the Rabbi Schifrin, the surfing rabbi, coming all the way from California. Wow. the former congressman, Bob Barr, to oh. the Hayes brothers, to Pastor Mark Byrne, to C. O'Brien. This, to me, is a big deal. And there's many, many, many more. That is huge. And, and I, well, Lucretia, I, first of all, I got to tell you, I'm, I'm honored to know you, but I'm honored that you asked me to I'm speak. Just me and Victor. I'm I'm just me, and you know me. So, you know, people are like, are you just really you? Who am I, am I supposed to be? <laughs> exactly. That's all I can say. I am who I am. That's absolutely I right. Thank and- y'all. I called, and y'all said yes. <laughs> and that's what I love about you. And But I am. I really am. I'm honored to be a part of this. Um, I hope to be a part of it every year. Um, I'm looking forward to it. So if you are in Atlanta and you're in Georgia, you have no excuse but to show up to this rally on April 15th in Liberty Plaza in Atlanta from 11 to 4. Um, you've got to come hang out and, uh, with Lucretia. She is an absolute trip on the radio. So imagine what she's like up close and personal. Uh, so take my word for it, folks. You want to be there. And if you're outside of Georgia and you can get here, hey, make it a trip. Make it a fun trip. Come out here on tax we day. We are accepting donations because everybody keeps saying, how much are you spending? I don't know. Every year, I, it's, it's a wing and a prayer. And that is what I believe in. And all this came together and it's coming together by the grace of God. And like-minded individuals are also coming together. So you know what? If it's $10, if it's $20, we appreciate it. And you can find it at the Eventbrite page and also at the GoFundMe because I'm not too scared to beg. Well, we as a nation can't do this individually. We don't have to come together as a swarm. Oh, there's without a doubt. You know, I talk about individualism, but we have to come together as as one huge big group uh, of individuals, and and that's absolutely right. Well, again, uh, Lucretia, where where can somebody go to donate? They can go to the Eventbrite page. The reason why we're asking people, a lot of people, to register at the Eventbrite, you can also donate there. Is because we let the Capitol Police. Um, tell, kind of give the estimate of the crowd that's going to be there. Right now, it's up to about, it's total about 300 people saying they're going to come. And you can also look up for us at GoFundMe at the um, Get Right Rally. Awesome. So and that's I'm smiling because I really appreciate it. If it wasn't for y'all, we wouldn't have been able to afford four porta potties. So that's 400 people. If 150 people show up, I, that's a success for me. Uh, one woman, one voice, one vision. Wow. With no money. Man, yeah, <laughs> right. Well, I hope that some of our listeners will, will, will jump in and help. Um, I, I tell you, and, and now, uh, can they find, I'm sure they can, like, they can find me on Facebook. I'm sure they can find you, Lucretia, on Facebook and, yes, and find out more. They can more. find me at Lucretia Hughes. Um, we also are, um, we're under Lucretia Hughes page. Lucretia Hughes, I got like five pages. I'm the black chick. Okay. I'm the, I'm the black Lucretia Hughes. This was for me. And, um, we have also, if it wasn't for Victor, we talked about it a couple of years ago. You were talking about getting your own LLC and production company. Hmm. We actually, we literally have all our eggs in one basket. So I have no idea what God is about to leave me. I'm just enjoying the ride and I really appreciate it. Oh, that is awesome. Well, I'm sure it's going to lead you somewhere awesome. And I, I tell you, Lucretia, I think, uh, huge things are, are going to be available down the road. And, uh, who knows what, uh, what you and I will end up doing. I, I think this is going to be a great event. And I can't wait to stand next to you as I always will, uh, when it comes to fighting back progressives, progressivism and socialism. Um, 
I, I there can't there aren't many better people to stand with, and I think with, with with the example that you and I can set, and and this isn't to pat us on the back, Lucretia. It's just we're, you and I are willing to get up and stand up, and and there are a lot of other people that are supporting us and supporting you. Um, I, it, There's it, going to be over I know ten people staying here at the house alone. Oh wow! Someone said you know why don't you do an award banquet? I'm not bougie. I'm going to be in tennis shoes and blue jeans that whole day. And, and you know what? What I planned on doing, and I'm going to send you an invite. I'm just we're going to have just a good old southern barbecue, um, barbecue uh, chicken, hot dogs, and hamburgers with the fixing. And my mom is making five different desserts. That is how I'm telling everybody. Thank you becoming i can't wow. pay you but i can feed y'all wow that's awesome so that's that's gonna be uh some home cooked meal <laughs> so that's some home cooked food coming our way this is what you're saying lucretia yeah. so a lot of them can't afford hotels they're gonna stay here at our place wow and i know right now it's 10 people from all the way to california to new mexico that's coming here to the rally to speak we couldn't afford to get hotels but we have a big enough property where they can bring RVs and actually park or whatever they need to do. There's always a place to stay here for the speakers that can't um, actually afford a hotel but wow. still willing to come. Well, that, that is amazing, Lucretia. Well, on that note, we're going to have to end this hour. Thank you so much for joining me, Lucretia. And I, I and all my listeners, I'm sure, look are looking forward to this rally, the Get Right Rally, April 15th. Folks, tune in and uh, make sure you go to this rally on April 15th in Liberty Plaza in Atlanta. So that's the first hour in the books. You guys hang on. We'll be right back after this break. America's Web Radio. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. And welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, the next evolution in talk radio. This is America's Web Radio. Uh, find us on Facebook, America's Web Radio. Find the page. Follow it. Find us on Instagram, America's Web Radio. Um, follow us. There. Look, folks, I'm not the only one that does a show here. There are some good shows that, that are on America's Web Radio. There's a classic car show. And if you're like me, I'm all about the cars. Uh, there's a classic car show. There's an addiction show actually following my show today. Um, so... So make sure that uh, you tune in to, to some of the other shows here at America's Web Radio. If you go to americaswebradio.com, you can find a list of, uh, of all the shows that, uh, that are being offered at this station. And, and again, this is the next evolution in talk radio with shows like mine on point with Victor, by the way. And I am Victor Armendariz. Uh, but, uh, but there are some cool shows that, that you can listen to. And you can also go at any time and listen to any of the past shows. So if you've list, if you've missed, uh, some of my shows, uh, past weeks, or if you've missed, uh, some of the classic car shows, you want to listen to them, uh, just go to the website, americaswebradio.com. Com and uh, look, uh, there's archives, so you can just click on the show, and uh, then you can click on uh, the, the shows that you want to listen to. So you can listen to them on your time. Uh, so that is my message today for Makers Red Radio. And you know, the other thing I want to mention too is uh, we do take sponsors, like any radio station. So if you've got a business out there and you want some national presence at an amazing price. Then, uh, give us a call. Give us a call here at the radio station. Um, we can set you up as a sponsor. 
And also, if you're out there and you want to have an hour to really speak to your customer or, or, uh, or if you've got an idea and you, you want to, you think you could do a good show, uh, we're willing to listen to you. So, uh, call up the radio station and we can talk, uh, 470-223-4579. Again, that number is 470-223-4979. Uh, that is your direct line to America's Web Radio. So uh, let's uh, move on here An hour number two of On Point with Victor. Uh, look, I uh, I got to get into a couple of things here. Um, I, I want to – so, gosh, I'm all over the place, folks. So let me tell you, you know, the producer is. The producers keep me in, in line. Uh, I do need to mention that uh, we are Facebook Live. This is uh, uh, day the first day that we're actually uh, trying this. And we're, we're – so we are Facebook Live. So if you want to see – my radio mug then just check out uh, america's web radio page uh, on facebook as we are uh, live you can also go to uh, youtube and just and google america's web radio live and you will see my mug right now doing the show so it should be should be up there on facebook uh we are testing it today so if it goes down then you know sorry about that but um we're working on it, but we should be uh, we should be streaming live uh, right now. Uh, so anyway, let's get on with the show, as they say in Hollywood. Um, all right, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know that uh, a lot of you out there you tune in and and you're, you're you're waiting for me to hit hit the Democrats. You're you're waiting for me to give more examples on why I call them the hypocrite party. Um, but I, I am going to start this hour um, smacking around a couple of establishment Republicans. Uh, you guys who, who know me well, uh, you know that I'm, I'm very much libertarian, libertarian conservative. If, if I have to put myself in a box, uh, I'm going to tell you I'm libertarian conservative, constitutional conservative. Um, if it ain't in the Constitution, then the federal government shouldn't be doing it. That That's basically the way I look at most things. Um, doesn't mean I'm not compassionate. Doesn't mean I don't have a heart. Uh, it just means that I want the government off the back of the American people. I, I want the government out of the way. I want American ingenuity to take flight. Uh, I want the individual, no matter black, white, brown, red, whatever, yellow, whatever color you may be or, or the Democrats try and put you in, uh, I want you to have the opportunity to succeed in this country. And you do have that capability just because of capitalism itself. Uh, but you have that ability when government gets out of your way. So, so when I, so I, again, like I said, I know some of you, you just can't wait to hear me smack around the hypocrite party. Uh, but I am going to go into right now and smack around a couple of establishment Republicans right now because they deserve it. Um, and this is, this is in relation to the border, uh, and, and what's going on in our, at our southern border. Um, there is a reason that we're at the point that we're at. There's a reason we're facing the problems at the border that we're facing. And two of those reasons are Paul Ryan and Mitch McConnell. Now, I know Paul Ryan's not in the Congress any longer, but he was there. He was there for two years when when the Republicans had the House, when the Republicans had the Senate, and when the Republicans had the, uh, the, had the presidential office. Uh, so Paul Ryan was there. And Mitch McConnell, he's still there. 
uh, in the Senate. He heads up the Senate. So you had Paul Ryan heading up the House. You have Mitch McConnell running, heading up the Senate. These are two of the biggest problems on, and, and two of the reasons why we're facing the problems at the border. Now, now look, don't get me wrong, because I can hear some of you already uh, yelling at your screens and saying, oh, but Victor, there's, there's plenty of blame to go around. What, what about the Democrats? What, look what they just did uh, this year. Uh, so, yes, there's plenty of blame to go around. I, I don't think I'm letting the Democrats off the hook, because I'm not. But before we got to the point where the Democrats took control of the House... The problem and the reason why we got to where we are is because of Paul Ryan and Mitch McConnell, establishment Republicans, establishment Washington elitist who who are not helping us. Uh, these these two, along with plenty of other establishment Republicans and the never Trumpers, gotten they were impeding Trump. You know, it's enough for Trump to have to battle the Democrat Party. But it's a whole nother thing to have to battle the Democrat Party, the Never Trumpers, and the establishment Republican Party, or the establishment wing of the Republican Party, I should say, uh, because I do not include the Freedom Caucus. The Freedom Caucus guys are amazing, and I would give anything if we could get rid of more of the establishment Republicans and bring in more of the Freedom Caucus Republicans. Uh, this country would – boy, you talk about being on fire – the things that we could do in this country if the Freedom Caucus was running the show, if, if, um, boy, I'm going to forget his name from Ohio, Jim Jordan, if Jim Jordan were running the show, uh, and over there in the House. Maybe those are things that come in 2020. Um, we can, we can only hope and pray. Uh, but let me get back to this. So, so I'm going to smack around these, uh, Paul Ryan and Mitch McConnell a little bit here. Um, a, a lot of the blame falls at the feet of, of these two guys, Paul Ryan and, and Mitch McConnell. Um, so I want uh, just focus with me for a moment. Um, I know again that that it's easy to go after the Democrats, but right now I want you to focus a couple of minutes and listen to me here. Listen closely. The Republicans had two years to tackle the border problem. Two years. They had Donald Trump come into the office and take and and held the president held the office of the president. You had. A Republican-controlled House and a Republican-controlled Senate. You had Paul Ryan running the show in the House, and you had Mitch McConnell running the show in the Senate. And instead of attacking and 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 tackling the problem of the border right away, now look, folks, don't kid yourself. Donald Trump was elected to the office of the president because of the border. He was elected because he was the only candidate that made immigration and illegal immigration one of the number one uh, things on his platform, and that is what got him elected. Donald Trump going around this country, rally after rally after rally in 2015 and 2016, and him bringing up illegal immigration, him bringing up the border security, him having the gonads to talk about such an such an issue that no one in the establishment wants to solve. Donald Trump was the only candidate out of eleven or twelve or or thirteen who had the audacity to make it a premier uh, issue on his platform, and it got him elected. So don't kid yourself. If if somebody tells you that uh, Russia <laughs> collusion got him elected. They're just they don't want to face the truth. The truth of the matter is the American people put Donald Trump in the office, A, because they were tired of the establishment. B, they're tired of establishment politicians. Uh, C, they're just sick and tired of the old way the swamp works in Washington. 
So they went with a guy from the outside. That is why Donald Trump was elected. Whether you like him or not, that's just the truth. So let me get back to this. So two years we had Republican control of, of the House, the Senate, and the presidency. Paul Ryan heading the show up. You have uh, Mitch McConnell heading his show up over there in the Senate. And what did they do on the border? They kicked it down the road. They kicked the issue down the road. Uh, just look at what happens when the Democrats get control. When the Democrats get control, it's all hands. They don't care if they're in control by one person or by one vote. When they're in control, they act like they have all their members are Democrats. They act like they have 100% control, and they go forward, and they shove down legislation down your throat. And if they can't get it, then they go to the American people, and they start – I mean, they fight for it. Whether it's right or wrong, what they're trying to do, for instance, fighting for socialism, they fight for it. Uh, we know it's bad, but they fight for it. But for two years, Paul Ryan and Mitch McConnell, they could have done something with Trump. Because the American people were behind Trump. Trump had just been elected. He's got the political capital coming out the wazoo. He has America fired up. He has the, 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 the mood of America was at a high point. And Mitch McConnell and Paul Ryan decide to kick the can down the road. Uh, so, so I put a ton of blame on them. Um, and then the never Trumpers. If you're a never-Trumper out there, boy, a lot of this blame is on you as well uh, because you sit there on your high-platitude high chair or whatever you wanted, you were throwing out there. Uh, you just couldn't stand by and, and, and elect Trump. You just couldn't vote for Trump. But yet you were willing to let someone like Hillary Clinton, probably one of the most crooked politicians in all of politics, you are perfectly willing for her to become president. But all right, I digress because I could get off on that topic. So here we are. Uh, we've, we've got Paul Ryan. We've got Mitch McConnell. We've got the House. We've got the Senate. We've got the presidency. And we kick the can down the road. Now, if that doesn't chap your derriere, I mean, I don't think mine could get any more chap than it was the first two years of the Trump administration. Uh, just for that reason, the non-action that we got from the Republicans, from the establishment Republicans, because the Freedom Caucus were fighting for us. So, and look, if you're out there and you're an establishment Republican and you want to challenge me on this, I welcome you to do it. Go, go get on Facebook and challenge me. Go, go find me on Instagram. Challenge me. Because, um, the establishment Republicans were basically acting like Democrats. And uh, let me tell you, when the Democrats got that gavel, they ran with it. And they hadn't stopped running yet. So there, there's no stopping a Democrat. So how come the Republicans will always get in their own way? Um, you'll get lame excuses. You'll get lame excuses all day from, from Paul Ryan and from Mitch McConnell. Um, but it comes down to the lack of spine, their lack of sp pure spine. Spinelessness, uh, the, the, and their establishment cohorts and the never Trumpers, uh, who just didn't want to stand up. Uh, and, and let's face it, a lot of them are open borders. They're open borders for different reasons than the Democrat Party's open borders, but the establishment swamp in Washington, Democrat and Republican, they are for open borders. Different reasons, but they're for open borders. And we've got this has got to stop. So I'm going to pause right there. We're going to go to our first break, and uh, I'll get back into a little bit more of this. And I'm also going to have an awesome guest come on the line. So, folks, you hang right there. We'll be right back. You're listening to America's Web Radio.
Shopping Supply Dealer and get you a box of quick stakes. You'll love them every year when you plant your garden. Again, that's quick stakes, Q-U-I-K stakes, the truly preferred way to stake and identify what's in your garden now. The disease of addiction is a life-altering challenge, not just for the person suffering its effects, but also for the family and friends who support and love the one caught in its grasp. What should be the course of treatment? Who is the best person to render treatment? And what is the best place to go for the care that is needed? We know that you want answers to these and many more questions. Call 770-696-9862 and speak to a representative of the Atlanta Healing Center. They can tailor a program specifically designed to address the needs of the person suffering with an addiction or give you guidance as to where that help may be found. Information is the key, and the trained staff at AHC is here to assist. If you wish, you can also get more information on the website located at www.AtlantaHealingCenter.com. Whether cruising the Strip at a 57 Chevy or taking the family on a vacation in a 71 Oldsmobile Vista Cruiser, you need to tune in to Classic Cars with Steve Ronaldo and Jim Weber every Saturday from 8 to 9 a.m. on AmericasWebRadio.com. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. And we're back, ladies and gentlemen. This is America's Web Radio. You're listening to On Point with Victor. And again, uh, folks, we are uh, live on Facebook. So uh, go check us out and send me send me uh, your comments if you want. I, I've seen a couple come through. Uh, I want to get into. I'm going to get into a little bit more of uh, the immigration, but I want to. Uh, I'm also. I have a guest that's on the line that I'm going to bring in too. Uh, this guy, he's 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 great. Um, this is a uh, a friend of mine who I consider an, an awesome friend, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, on the phone with us right now is Harold Dennis. Uh, Harold, are you there? I'm here, sir. How are you? Oh, I'm doing great. Um, Harold, can you stand by just for a moment? Uh, I want to finish up just a little bit on this immigration, uh, but I want you to hang with me and I and chime in too if you feel if you if, especially if I get something wrong. Okay. <laughs> Excellent. So, look, folks, I left it. When we went into that break, we were talking about how I'm putting a lot of blame on Paul Ryan and Mitch McConnell because there's a lot of blame for the establishment Republicans for nothing getting done at the border. And, in fact, in, later on I'll get into a, t- a conversation with, with Harold Dennis about uh, some of the problems with the Georgia GOP, the establishment GOP that we run into here as as minority candidates. Um and it's it's a topic that that I know that the establishment GOP cringes when I bring up, and probably some of them right now are going, "Oh crap, here he goes again." But I'm going to get into it uh, because uh, Harold's going to need our help, and and you'll understand why here shortly. Uh, but just just to get back on this border thing, I, I want to bring something up. Just uh, when 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 we look at what the non-action that happened for two years. My point is when the Republicans get control, too often do they let an opportunity go down by the wayside. So we we have a border crisis or a crisis at the border, and anyone who tells you we don't is kidding themselves. There's another caravan that looks like it's going to be the largest one yet that is on its way up here. 
Every one of these illegals that are coming up here trying to take advantage of an asylum loophole or just maybe they're bad guys just trying to come over. Maybe they're good people that need work. You know, no one's against that. But we can't allow this this flood to continue to come over through the border because everyone that comes over to the border and brings children with them, you know what? We've got to pay for that child to be educated. We're going to pay for that child to be fed. We're going to pay for that family's health care. We're going to pay, 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 pay. And that's coming out of taxpayer dollars, and we need to take care of ourselves before we can start trying to take care of everybody that wants to come across that border. And people will call me mean and mean-spirited, but look, uh, I've got family in Mexico, and most of the ones who call me mean-spirited and call me names, they don't. Uh, so I, I know what I'm talking about here. Uh, so so we'll, you know, later on, I might, I might t- touch into some numbers and to some, some of the money, taxpayer dollars that we send to Guatemala, that we send to El Salvador, that we send to Honduras. Uh, it'll blow your mind. Uh, but right now, I want to go ahead and pivot as, as, uh, the Democrats have done with the Mueller report. Uh, they've pivoted now to obstruction. I want to pivot my show over to Harold Dennis. Uh, Harold, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, Congressman. How are you today, sir? Oh man, I'm doing 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 well, doing well. So, just a little background. Uh, I met uh, Harold Dennis back in uh, uh, 2016 when I ran my I myself ran for Congress. Uh, Harold was running for sheriff. He was running for sheriff of DeKalb County, and uh, we met. And this again was one of those cases where. I met Harold, and you would have thought that Harold and I grew up together. Uh, I, I just uh, – we, we get along great. Uh, it, it's been an honor to get to know you, uh, Harold, and and, uh, and your family. I just uh, – but it's just awesome. And But we met on the campaign trail, and we – what I want to talk about is some of the issues that we run into as candidates because in case people don't know, Harold Dennis is a black guy. And he yet, but you don't, you're not married to the letter D, are you there, Harold? I am not married to the letter D. <laughs> so, you know. Or am I married to letter R? Exactly. But I am a Republican. And um, I believe in putting someone in office who's going to do right by the people. Um, so I guess you would consider me as a conservative. But putting the right person in, in office that's going to do the right job for the people and by the people and uh, as opposed to just taking office and just sitting around um, and not doing what they're supposed to do. Absolutely. And and that's a, you know, I love it that you mentioned that because I tell people all the time here that, uh, and and you just heard me rail into the uh, the establishment Republicans, you know, I am same way, not married to a D, not married to an L, not married to an R. Um, I am an independent voice and I'm smart enough to do research on my own. And when I ran, you know, Harold, I was I also ran as a Republican, and, and mainly because the Democrats have gone so far to the left and so far to socialism that I can't support that, and I can't run on that. And believe it or not, the Republican Party, at least for me, when I go to a Republican events, and you know, not they don't get mad. At least the majority of them don't get mad if I don't toe the the Republican line. They understand that I believe in smaller government. I believe in low taxes. I believe in lower regulations. I just I believe in the Constitution, and a lot of them can respect that. Whereas when I went to Democrat events uh, before I 
decided to run as a Republican, they chastised me if I didn't believe 100% in their cause. If, if I would go against them in anything, then I would get chastised, and I'd be called all kinds of names because uh, they would just say I was a traitor to the Hispanic people, which – what a joke, you know, I, I, the, the, it just, that just ticks me off. But um, So choosing to run as a Republican by no means ma- meant that I was a Republican 100% because I'm not. Um, but on core issues, I probably am. Uh, but, Harold, let's talk a little bit. Let's bring this a little local. Um, talk to me a little bit about the DeKalb Sheriff's race because we're about to go into a huge fight for the sheriff's seat, are we not? Um, we are. Uh, that race, as you know, will be coming up in 2020. But um, here in April, um, we have just a little, uh, right at 12 months to go for a primary. Um, and the race is getting quite crowded as far as Democratic candidates um, that will be running for um, the seat of sheriff. And surprisingly, surprisingly, the sheriff, out of all people, will run again which currently he does not even hold the certification, but he is going to run again. He has already um, put his letter of intent to run, um, and he's also accepting campaign contributions right now um, to run for 2020. You know what? I I am floored by the fact that you just <laughs> told me that Jeff is has the audacity to run again. Um, Harold, would you like to refresh the listener's memory on, on what kind of sheriff sheriff man has been well certainly um currently um sheriff man is he's been a a non-factor in the sheriff um sheriff's office um none seen um he's rarely seen around the sheriff's office anyway when he's there um he's in his office um none of the employees really see him except for a few of the top level administration um officers on the sheriff administration side but He's the sheriff that was um, found down in Piedmont Park, not once, not twice, but three different occasions by Atlanta police. And subsequently, on the third time down in um, Piedmont Park, he was um, arrested when he gave chase, um, where Atlanta police had to chase him um, because he took off running for lewd acts in the park there at Piedmont Park. Um, And that was by... um, a special task force that was put together by um, Chief Shields and the prior administration um, from the city mayor in reference to um, cracking down on um, lewd acts in the park and um, individuals having sex at Piedmont Park. Um, so they put together a special task force to um, tackle those type of crimes because the citizens were just crying out saying they weren't getting any type of help. Mm-hmm. Um, so they did form a task force and the sheriff was um, arrested down at the park for lewd acts. Not only that, um, he also drove his county vehicle to the city of Atlanta in Fulton County to perform these acts down at Piedmont Park, and he was caught. Um, this, or you might say, the city of Atlanta gave him a break because those charges were state charges, but um, instead of bounding those over, they decided to leave those charges in the city of Atlanta municipal court and just handle that on a city level. So basically, they threw a uh, an officer a little bit of a a uh, let's just say they threw him a little a little help. Uh, they were they uh, covered uh, for uh, him. Yes, a big help actually. Actually, uh, it was. I stated those those 
those type of charges was supposed to be bound over to Fulton County and handled in uh, state court. And, which uh, which then in, in city court. Which then would have probably forced the governor to make a decision back then. Uh, I mean, how how on earth three times he 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 was caught. The last time being, I, I guess, the worst. And how he could remain in office. I mean, how does that happen? Well, um, according to Post Council, um, they revote, um, to take. They voted to take his certification. So his certification was taken. Um, he upheld the decision and or correction, upheld the decision um, to Post Council, and they made another emergency meeting in reference to his certification, which they denied his certification again. And so now he's just relying on his um, appeal rights as an elected official to um, to keep his certification. Had he been appointed, we wouldn't even be talking about this right now because he would certainly be fired. But by him being an elected mm-hmm. official, um, he does have appeal rights, and that's the only reason why he's still in office. But as from um, Dick from the Georgia gang stated, where's the, the shame? You know, you bring shame to an agency such as DeKalb County, and yet still you hang around in office like you did nothing. Um, why don't you just step aside and let someone else come and run that agency the way it should be run? Well, not only that, um, I, I I wish, and, and I can understand probably why a lot of the officers won't stand up is because they fear what could happen. But if the officers can't stand up and say, my goodness, we've been shamed, and, and DeKalb police, we're better than this. We want better leadership. If they can't say it, then the people of DeKalb County need to say it. The people of DeKalb County need to stand up. and, and Now, if they can't force him out, they damn sure can elect him out, and he needs to be thrown out. So, Harold, I guess, how are we going to attack 2020? How, I know there will be a primary, because I think you mentioned there's, there's a lot of uh, – uh, looks like a lot of Democrats that want to challenge him. I guess they smell blood in the water and they see he's weakened. And that's if, that's if, a big if, if the DeKalb County voters remember what he did. Now, um, I want you to, I pose that question to you, Harold. I want you to think about it for a moment. We're going to go to the break and then we'll be right back on the other side of the break. So hang on right there, people. Hang on, Harold. We'll be right back after this break. You're listening to America's Web Radio. Get your pen and paper ready. If there's a move in your near future, I'm here to tell you that the folks I used and now recommend is around town movers. Timothy and the guys recently moved me, and I am and was totally satisfied with a sometimes not-so-fun experience moving. Call Timothy at 770-378-4708 and make it a good move and a good experience. Around Town Movers for that local or cross-country move. Timothy, Around Town Movers, in my opinion, are the best. That's Around Town Movers. Call them. Perhaps you are struggling to cope with the disease of addiction. If not, you probably know a family member or friend that needs help in battling the cravings and the personal and professional damage done by the effects of drugs or alcohol. 
Get a pen and paper and be ready to write down the following. These are the issues that the trained staff at the Atlanta Healing Center address and treat every day. Their doctors and counselors with over 40 years of practice in the field of addiction can treat the suffering individual in a thoughtful, compassionate, and experienced manner and guide him or her along the path to recovery. So call 770-696-9862 and speak to a knowledgeable staff member about how you or your loved one can be helped to enjoy a better and healthier life. More information is also available on the website at www.AtlantaHealingCenter.com. This is Dr. Susan Blank, host of Detailing Addiction and Medical Director of the Atlanta Healing Center. Please join me on Tuesday afternoons at 4 p.m. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. And welcome back. Welcome back, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, this is America's Web Radio, and uh, I've had a couple of people chime in to want to know what the bumper music is. That is pointless. And again, I am not afraid to give a shameless plug because I was the bass player for the band Pointless. So, and I know uh, one of the uh, guitar players out there is listening to the show today, and he he is uh, commenting on uh, hearing some Pointless. So. Anyway, that's what it is, and if you want more information, you can text me or send me a message through uh, any of the social media sites that you find me on, which is, which are uh, Twitter, Radio Victor, Instagram, Radio Victor, Facebook, uh, just Victor Armanderas. Uh, you can also go to America's Web Radio, and actually you can watch us live right now on Facebook. Uh, I, you know, real quick, before I go back to uh, Harold, um, I did have a, uh, a listener chime in uh, on Facebook in uh he did make this. This is a listener who uh, who followed me during the campaign when I ran Harold, and he mentioned because uh, Harold, tell me if you've run into this as well because I bet you have. Um, but um, this uh, listener just told me that uh, he remembers the time when when I was running in 2016, and I had several Democrats, several Democrats in South DeKalb come up to me and say, "Victor, we love you. If you would just switch to D, we'll elect you in a heartbeat." I mean, is Certainly. that, is that not crazy, Harold? It, it is. It's crazy. I've, I even had that going into coming up to this election. Um, they said, you know, we love your platform. We love what you stand on. You know, if you just come over as a Democrat, you would certainly be put in office. Well, I, that stands against everything that I stand for because uh, a lot of my core values do align with the Republican Party. You know, I couldn't dare do anything like that. One, that's political suicide. Two, it's showing like I'm an opportunist. Mm. Um, why should I have to give up my R just to have a D, just to get the, the office? If you truly believe in my platform and you truly believe in what I stand for, that I can make a positive change for my county and for my community, then why can't you vote for a Republican sheriff? And I actually had 10,000 Democrats to cross over and vote for a Republican sheriff. They voted straight Democrat, but when they got to the sheriff, they voted um, for a Republican sheriff. Not because um, I'm a Republican, but because what I stood for and what I will stand for and what I will bring to the county. 
Well, that is huge, and and that's that's what just blows my mind is there's so many voters because I I had uh, voters crossover as well, and and boy, Harold, getting ten thousand voters like you did to cross over, that's huge, and I think there's a lot more that will cross over when they hear your message, and that was the same response I had to these voters who would tell me, oh, just change to a D. I even had some that said, well, if you at least go to an I, and so they're they're. They've got this mental block about an R. Even though they would stand there and tell me they agree with my platform, they agree, and it's about time somebody said what I was saying, but yet they couldn't bring themselves to vote for an R. They would rather vote for the D and have the same same issue, same problems, the same people that ran that county to the ground and just and just continue to vote them in just because of the letter D. And that goes for, for the sheriff. Why on earth would they continue to send a sheriff who, who's not only not doing his job, but he's bringing down the county, he's bringing down police officers, the reputation of such good men and women. Their reputation is going down because of the leader they have in that sheriff and sheriff man. And yet so many voters will vote for him because of the letter D when they will look at you in the face, Harold, and clearly see what not only is your platform awesome, you are awesome. You have a great message. You delivered the message great. And and clearly you've got a passion to help the people in DeKalb County. Uh, but yet so many of them voted the other way. So so going into 2020, um, how what can we do, uh, Harold? I, or uh, I've got an idea, actually. But um, one thing I think. When and, and I want to help you, so I say we. <laughs> so when I'm talking about you and your campaign, um, I I want to go out and have an opportunity to speak on your behalf in front of South DeKalb voters, as many as possible, because I want to tell them how on earth they can vote for 20, 30, 40 years, the same people, because not one Republican runs DeKalb County, the South DeKalb. Not one Republican sits on that commission. A Republican won't even run for those certain districts in South DeKalb. So the Democrat Party has been running that for years and years and years. So if if the Democrats in South DeKalb, if they want to exercise true power, if they want to put the fear of God into the Democrat Party, then vote for Harold. Vote for a Republican. Show the Democrat Party that you're not a useful idiot anymore. That's the message I'd like to give them. So what do you think about that, Harold, about telling them, let's shock the system? I I, I would love it. Um, And second, I I would welcome that. Not only that, um, even as the only candidate um, as the Republican, but running against the Democrats, I was the only one on my platform that reached out to business owners and say, hey, help me employ these individuals, these low-level um, individuals as far as crime, you know, minor petty crimes. Help me employ them and not just give them $7, $8 jobs. I'm, I'm saying between 12 and $15 an hour. And let's help employ them so we can get them off the streets, um, being productive citizens, and being taxpayers. Hmm. That's what it's about, being productive citizens and being taxpayers. And then we can break that circle and no other candidate said anything about it. I mean, I had, like you said, people look me in my eye and it's like, oh, please tell me you're, you know, you're running. I am running. Oh, you're Democrat or Republican. Oh, I'm a Republican. Oh, man, if I vote for you, my mom would turn over in her grave. And that's, <laughs> that's really sad. Yeah. When you have a candidate that has the heart for the people and that's willing to do the right thing for the people. And not only just do the right thing, but be transparent to let the people of the county know how their money's being spent, what it's being spent on, 
and that we are out helping. I'm not just in the business of locking people up, but I'm in the business of, of rehabilitating and putting people back out in the community that will be successful in our communities. Absolutely. I mean, and, 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 a, and a better message couldn't be told. And the fact that you were, you were running for sheriff, but you just proved when you were talking to them what matters to you, that you're not getting in the office. You're not running for sheriff because you want some power craze or you're on a power hunger tour. You're not running for sheriff because you want to be able to run around in a car and run red lights and, and you know, all these other things that, <laughs> that I let's just say previous sheriffs may have done. Um, you're actually running because you want to help the community. You you want to stare bad behavior or potential bad behavior into a good light because let's face it, there are there are some great kids out there that that just end up getting in trouble because they don't have any guidance or maybe they're missing a parent or two or or maybe they just get involved in a wrong group of friends but but a lot of the lack of opportunity can push people good people it can push them down a bad path so as a candidate for sheriff your willingness to go to business owners and to go to businesses and say hey if i get elected and can help clean up the cab south to cab that would bring businesses to South DeKalb, and you're already out there talking to businesses. So you're doing things that elected officials haven't even or won't do or are afraid to touch. They don't even want to talk about it, Harold. So um, I, I commend you on that, and, uh, and man, you you got to keep that message going. Uh, so, so tell me, what are some of your plans, I guess? I mean, um, as you lead up now, uh, headed into 2020, uh, what are your some of your plans. I mean, how, how are you going to get in front of uh, some of these voters and get the message out? Well, basically, um, I'm going to, um, my plan of action this time, uh, this time around, Victor, is uh, uh, what a good friend told me um, back a long time ago when I graduated the police academy. And yes, he's a Democrat. Um, his name was Senator Max Cleland, mm. um, which he truly cared for the people mm-hmm. um, of Georgia. And he said, son, if you ever want to run for politics, always remember one thing. He says, the way to win is to always go door-to-door, grassroots politics, and sit down with the people. Because you are elected for by the people, and you work for the people. If, as long as you remember that, then you'll win. So my plan of action this time, Victor, is really getting down to the south to cab areas, um, east to cab, and truly going street by street door by door, knocking on doors, and taking time to sit and talk to the citizens of the cab. I'm going to be that sheriff that um, you can certainly call me up, I answer my phone, you tell me what's going on, and I'll make it happen. If I have to come out and sit down to have some lemonade on the porch with you, then I'll do that because I work for you, the people of the cab county. And that couldn't be better said, and and I I wish all politicians uh, would realize that they work for the people uh, because they do and uh, I, I think that's a great uh, it, your platform is awesome and and it's your head sounds to me like it's in the right place I just hope we can get uh, a lot of South to cab voters heads out of their uh, well you know dairy airs uh, or out of the sure. sand <laughs> so um, and also you know and just to have you come along and join me as well at the sheriff's office. When you when you become the sheriff, you have to surround yourself with people that you know, you love, and that you trust. Mm-hmm. And that's going to get out and do the right thing. 
and you also have that same heart. Like you said, you wouldn't have known that we met each other a few years ago. You would have thought we were growing up together and that we were brothers because mm-hmm. you have the same passion for the people. And, you know, with you coming on with me at the sheriff's office, uh, I can see us doing great things for DeKalb County, and not only just for DeKalb, but uh, for the state of Georgia. And I want to make DeKalb a model agency for the whole U.S. to look at and says, hey, look at this department, how it totally changed from being in the dumps to where they are today. Oh, you know, uh, I will help you any way I can. Uh, I was born and raised in DeKalb. Uh, I've spent most of my life in DeKalb, and, and I do, Harold. I do have a place in my heart because I know DeKalb can be better. And and there's no question that DeKalb County Police Department, uh, the Sheriff's Department, uh, could be the guiding light and example for the U.S. And uh, and I, I I can just knowing you the, the as long as I've known you and, and knowing your wife and your kids, I know that you're the guy for this spot and this position. And uh, I, I I sure hope and I'm going to do everything I can to help you. And I know we'll get help along the way. But uh, but you know Harold, um, give a little background on on your upbringing, um, where where you started out and how you got to where you are today. Well, um, I'm a product of uh, of Georgia. I was born and raised at Grady Memorial Hospital, and uh, my mom moved to DeKalb County back when I was eight from Atlanta from Fulton County, and I've been born and raised in DeKalb County um, ever since. I'm now 48 years old elementary school, high school, um, attend a little college in DeKalb, and um, starting out with um, the city of Stone Mountain Police Department was my very first agency I worked with, um, and then I left DeKalb and worked for a few other agencies, but I came back and started working at the Sheriff's Department, and um, and then I got to the rank of a reserve lieutenant um, at the Sheriff's Office. So I do know the position well, I've done the position, and by me being a product of the Cab County, I really know everyone in the Cab, and I know certain sections what they need in the Cab County. That's awesome. Well, I, I you know, uh, I, I want to also, and we, maybe we'll surprise some listeners here. Um, you've also got another talent uh, that you that you also uh, do, uh, Harold. Do you want to tell everybody what that is? <laughs> Well, play a good pilot, but no, um, I'm also an, an airline pilot. I love flying. Um, I left um, law enforcement to pursue my other passion, and that was to become a pilot. But um, um, I got a, a higher calling that's telling mm-hmm. me to come back uh, well, into law enforcement and do the right thing for the people. Harold, hang on right there. Um, I want you to hold on. We're going to go to another break, and uh, we'll get into a little bit more. So hang on right there, folks. We will be right back. You're listening to America's Web Radio. Cook Immigration Partners is your passport through the immigration maze. Whether it's help with E-Verify in your business or help in how to document a new employee under the new I-9 rules, or if you marry a foreign national. Cook Immigration Partners is your best choice for a legal advocate. Call us today at 866-286-6200. That's 866-286-6200. Or visit us on the web at www.immigration.net. 
Whether cruising the Strip in a 57 Chevy or taking the family on a vacation in a 71 Oldsmobile Vista Cruiser, you need to tune in to Classic Cars with Steve Ronaldo and Jim Weber every Saturday from 8 to 9 a.m. on AmericasWebRadio.com. Get your pen and paper ready. If there's a move in your near future, I'm here to tell you that the folks I used and now recommend is Around Town Movers. Timothy and the guys recently moved me, and I am and was totally satisfied with a sometimes not-so-fun experience moving. Call Timothy at 770-378-4708 and make it a good move and a good experience. Around Town Movers for that local or cross-country move. Timothy, Around Town Movers, in my opinion, are the best. That's Around Town Movers. Call them. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. And we're back, ladies and gentlemen. This is On Point with Victor. I am Victor Armendariz. Uh, you're listening to America's Web Radio. Uh, we are having an awesome discussion. Uh, I want to deviate for a moment, and then I'll get back to uh, Harold's other trade. Uh, Harold, I've got a listener question. This is a uh, yes, a good question, so I, I want to, you know, since we do this live, I do take questions live. So um, I have a listener who would like to know, or at least would like to ask you, um, what is your plan to interact with the uh, gang culture? Um, how, how does uh, how does your plan partner with the uh, businesses to create jobs for the for the young people who might be in gangs now, or or maybe headed to the gang life? Certainly, um, I can answer that question. Um, if you have not been to my um, to my website, heralddentistrysheriff.com, um, you'll see an awesome video that um, was made. I have several officers that work with the um, city of Atlanta that will be coming over, joining the Cap County Sheriff's Office, and we'll be putting together an awesome gang task force um, to take the streets back over for the Cap County. Uh, the Cap Police used to have a gang unit. Um, I don't know what happened. They disbanded their unit. So currently, we don't have a gang unit in DeKalb County unless you happen to live in um, Chambly or Doraville. I think they may have a small unit, but that's just for within the city limits. But um, bringing all of the different various agencies in DeKalb County want to bring back a full multi-jurisdictional county gang task force. That's one um, force that. Two, starting great programs for our youth. Uh, like I said, I'm not just in the business of locking up. I'm also in the business of rehabilitating individuals and also reaching out to various um, former NFL players um, and also some NBA players to come and be role models to speak to um, the, um, to a lot of the youth in a new program that I'll be setting up at DeKalb. They used to have a junior deputy program. I don't know if they're still in place, uh, but if so, I'll be expanding on that junior deputy program and basically what that program would consist of, uh, reaching out to our youth, um, getting them out of gangs, off the streets, um, and putting them back in the community, being very productive by visiting the elderly, for those who live alone, to help clean their yards, to help trim bushes, and, and help beautify the Cap County. Um, 
theft, but I'll be utilizing that unit for. And for those individuals who don't have crimes, or if they do have crimes, but if they're perhaps sealed um, in their youth, and when they become of age, they pass all of their um, tasks that they need to do as far as having their record sealed, um, then even employing them at the Cap County Sheriff's Office. I can't lead by example if I'm not going to employ any individuals for the Sheriff's Office as well. Um, they'll probably be limited as to what areas of um, law enforcement they can work in at the Sheriff's Office, but um, certainly I can have them hire them as detention techs, which means uh, they would open and close the Sally Court doors uh, when the various units come in, making arrests in the Cap County, but giving them jobs to do um, at the Sheriff's Office where they, once again, can become productive tax-paying citizens of the county. See, Harold, I love it, and I... There are so many things that we could do, and you just touched on a lot of them, on what we can do with the youth. Um, there, there is no reason that, that the, the, the sheriff's office and, and officers and, and politicians, for that matter, can really, really implement some good things that really, really will help people, not just uh, say what they think needs to be said and, and emotion-driven arguments, but actually get out and do things. And everything you've proposed, Harold, is doable. That's something that you just don't hear from politicians, and you definitely haven't heard from previ- previous sheriffs in DeKalb County. Um, and you definitely don't see the action. And with you, Harold, I am 100% confident that we would see action the minute you step foot in that office. And And let me ask you this. Uh, Harold, I, I believe in neighborhood policing. I, I love the idea of getting back to the era where police officers, sheriff's officers will drive through a neighborhood and get to know the kids, get to know some of the families, uh, maybe take five minutes um, of a lunch break or, or just institute a five-minute break because everybody needs a, a little break, especially officers, to go through the neighborhood, stop at the lemonade stand, encourage a lemonade stand and and but actually be part of the community do foot patrols again and get to know the community i you know when i was growing up harold in dekalb county uh i <laughs> i had a problem with motorcycles since i was eight years old and i was running through the neighborhood on a motorcycle and a little dirt bike and i couldn't have been i was probably 12 years old or so i had a dekalb county no, i'll take that back it's about 13 or 14 um and a, and a and a officer pulled me over, and 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 he looked at me and he goes, "Son, you're walking that home, right?" And my first initial was, um, "Well, no, it's running fine." He goes, "Son, you're walking that home, right?" And it quickly I figured right. out, uh, "Yes, sir, I'm walking this thing home." So, but that right. was a, that was the relationship that police officers had with the community. So so, do you think we could get back to that? Is that something you would promote? Certainly. Certainly, and I'm glad you brought that up. And that program back then when we were growing up here in the Cab County was the COPS program, the Community Oriented Policing. We have to stand by that because, once again, we work for the citizens of DeKalb County. And the county is a product of the leadership in the county. And by me being the sheriff of DeKalb County, reaching out with the COPS program and getting more involved in the community, me, myself, personally going to the different um, homeowners associations meeting in DeKalb County. That's how you get involved with your community. I guarantee you won't see another sheriff going to the different homeowners association meetings unless he's going to get elected. No, I'm going to see how I can solve problems in the various communities within DeKalb County. That's one. But certainly 
uh, there's no law in the books that says you have to lock up every individual for every infraction. It says to protect and serve. Mm-hmm. So we can also serve the community by an officer, like in your childhood when you was growing up, saying, hey, I know you're going to walk that home, correct? Mm-hmm. But I just enforced the law, mm-hmm. and I saved a life. Absolutely, and he, and he made a great impression on me. You know, I didn't go uh, storming home or to my friends and and start uh, bastardizing a police officer. I, I didn't have a problem with him. You know, he didn't he didn't look at me and go, "Oh, you're a Hispanic kid. I'm going to be hard on you" or anything like that. He spe- He just got out and he said, "Son, you're going to walk that home, aren't you?" And he did it with a smile on his face. And then when I finally figured it out and said, uh, "Yes, sir, I'll be walking home." He laughed, and he followed me for a little bit, and, and, and the guy even would have helped me had I needed it. And, but, the, but the point is, is he had the, the wherewithal, or at least the leadership at that time, for him to go, you know what, I'm not going to bully this kid or, or, or pressure this kid or threaten him or anything like that. I'm just going to enforce the law, and I'm going to do it in a good way because I wasn't harming anyone, and I wasn't doing anything really egregious. I was just trying to get from the neighborhood to the schoolhouse so I could go run around the playground. And uh, But and you're absolutely right, Harold. He did me a favor because I could have gotten hit by a car easily. Um, but that kind of community policing puts good favor, I think, with the people. Uh, so I'm glad Certainly. to hear that, that you are on top of, of that, that kind of an idea. Uh, but also... So another question coming in for you, Harold, is how do you plan to interact with other sheriffs? Uh, so, so say sheriffs in the entire city of Atlanta, um, how can you work together with sheriffs, other sheriffs in Georgia, and, and change all of the reputations and, and for the police department? Certainly. Um, once again, you touched on my second passion. Well, my second passion is flying. So what, what I would like to do um, it would be the first of its kind here in the state of Georgia. If anyone else said they want to do it, then I welcome them to do so. But you will hear, hear it first on your show that I would like to be the first agency in the entire state um, to acquire a couple of used aircraft from the government, King Airs preferably. And um, with those aircraft, fixed-wing aircraft, I'm going to start my own extradition unit. So when sheriffs in Gwinnett County, sheriffs in Fulton County, sheriffs in Clayton County, um, anywhere of 159 counties in the state, if they do have a prisoner that they need to go and have picked up, the various um, egregious crimes such as murder, rape, aggravated assault, and they're across the country, then you don't have to waste taxpayers' gas money to drive with your deputies or use money out of a fund to fly Delta Airlines or United Airlines, we could personally fly two of your deputies with two of my deputies on the aircraft to go get your prisoner and bring them all the way back to your municipality, which means now you don't have to wait um, to fly a, a commercial airline and, and make um, stops hooking up with other shares to hold your prisoner for the night because the flight canceled. We would directly bring them right back. If you locked up in Gwinnett County, we can land you in the Lawrenceville Airport. Right. Well, you need to go down to Clayton County, we can land you in the Terra Field. So this would be the first and one of its kind, um, me doing this. Well, that's... And I'm looking forward to, to bringing this new 
um, program to all the sheriffs in the state of Georgia. Well, that's the kind of innovation that DeKalb County can be the guiding light on. So I got a uh, another question for you, uh, Harold. So as we also have an issue with with elderly uh, elderly crime against the elderly. Um, what what kind of um, I guess uh, can you can you have something on your platform? Where you can where 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 you can help uh, and we can do some kind of things to help the elderly as well. Certainly, um, going back with the junior deputy program, they will be able to go out and help them um, around the house. Um, I will have a, a line task force line set up for them to call um, should they need house painting help or help getting your their yards back together. Um, reaching out with code enforcement to see which homes. Um, need to be cleaned up, and if they're elderly, then we can um, take that elderly senior citizen on, and I can send out a, a team of junior deputies to go over and get their property back up to code. But not only that, reaching out for us crime-wise, um, I fully stand by my youth, and I fully stand by the elderly. You and not, I repeat, you and not have crimes against our seniors. I will personally go to the district attorney's office and make sure that they whomever has any crimes against any young people or any seniors, that they will be prosecuted to the full extent of the law. Harold, that is great. Um, listen, I want to um, also ask you if um, can you or would you be willing to be? So here at America's Web Radio, we have a, an elderly show. There's a show that's done here, a very popular show, to help uh, elderly be, be elderly be informed on, on some of the crimes that are, are trying to be put against them and, and what they can do, where they can get help. Um, would you mind being on that show? Certainly. I would love to participate um, because we do have a lot of crimes against the elderly, crimes such as fraud. Um, people trying to fraud them out of their Social Security checks or uh, frauding them out of their bank accounts, um, checking and savings, um, and people trying to do ins and odds jobs just to get into their homes to rob them. Wow. Um, so certainly uh, I'll be more than happy to come in. That is awesome. Speak on that show. Harold, that's awesome. I so appreciate it. I'm going to be in touch with you about that. Um, I've got to end it there. Thank you so much, Harold. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we will be live next week on Facebook. It, the test phrase went well today. And we'll be live next week on Facebook. Thank you again, Harold Dennis. Thank you again, listeners. I'm always honored that you're listening and you're firing questions off. You guys will be back next week. I can't wait to be back in this chair. You've been listening to On Point with Victor. This is America's Web Radio. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.